to add to Bassam's perspective is is partly we we a lot of times we have a prayer group with parenting mm, parents and so we great. pray for our kids the whole group oh, these, wow. these yeah. parents especially and we have the youngest kids in that group <laughs> so parenting never ends right. <laughs> that's one thing that we've recently learned yeah. well, hello hello everybody Okay. Yeah. You know what? I'm just not even going to comment. I'm not. I'm not even going to comment. We've done plenty yeah, of I'm musical I'm, I'm, intro commenting the, the, so the, far. The die has been cast. <laughs> the ship has sailed. Whatever you want. Whatever. This is what we're doing. Yeah. This is what we're doing. Um, and guess what? Today on today's episode, producer Chris does not have a microphone. I know. Which is going to be weird. And no headset. And no headset. No He's microphone. Disconnected. Yes. He's in the room. Yeah. No. But he does. He does. He still have, has his buttons. He does have the buttons. Well, hey everybody, thanks for joining us. Welcome back to another episode of our On Purpose Parents podcast. My name is Kurt, joined as always by the incredible, wise, wonderful Grace Yoon. <laughs> Hi everyone. And today, as we wrap up our series, mm-hmm. working through the different stages of parenting, we've gone all the way from raising. Early childhood, yeah, zero to, to five, zero to five, to elementary, to junior high, to high school, and today we bring it home with what a lot of people would say. Well, at this point, aren't we kind of done parenting? Um, well, we're going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to we're going to we're going to find out with our incredible guests. Um, we have Bassam and Misty Saeed, and Yay! they are give them a round of applause. Yay! Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I was gonna, I was gonna say long long time members of our church, but I don't even know if that's true. That so is, that is true. Oh, good. Well, why don't you introduce yourselves sure. to us? As you shared, I'm Bassem Saeed. This is my amazing wife of 27 years. Wow. Um, Misty. We uh, met amazing. in college. I was an engineering major. She was a philosophy major. We didn't see each other for four years. <laughs> our senior year, we ran to each other. I'm like, I'm a philosopher now. So yes. I felt like changing my major. But we, we, we started dating. And uh, two years later, we got married. All right. We have two kids. Uh, we have Brandon, who's 22 years old, uh, and Brooke, who's 19. And uh, both our kids uh, grew up here at Saddleback Church. So you're mm-hmm. right. We've been here coming for 18 years. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. In, in fact, uh, I'm not sure even Pastor Chris knows this, but we were part of a great little church in L.A. Uh, we were really well connected, uh, lots of friendships, but we actually felt really called to come to Saddleback mm-hmm. to raise our kids mm-hmm. here. Like We had wow. this vision, and I think it really came from Misty mm-hmm. to where we wanted our kids to grow up in a specific kind of church and, and uh, mm-hmm. got to work things out to where there was a situation where we had a house father escrow, we were stranded in Irvine, although Irvine's not a bad place to be stranded, right? <laughs> not, not a bad place, <laughs> not a bad place <laughs> to start visiting Saddleback. We knew, we knew about Saddleback, never visited before, right. and uh, we just felt really called to, to be here. We've been here for 18 years. Wow. wow. So you were living in Irvine, but driving up to L.A. for church. We were. We weren't mm-hmm. supposed to, you know, the house filed escrow, so we were kind of stranded, and we were in between, do we stay with our current situation, which was a great situation, gotcha. great church, great community. Yeah. But we really felt called to, to come here, and, and part of it was just a great kids program and, and mm-hmm. the, the church mm-hmm. resources right. thing. I, I feel like our kids would grow up here and have the best chance to yeah. follow Jesus. Awesome. Oh, that's mm-hmm. exciting. Well, we're so excited to hear more about your stories. You are so far 
on our whole guest series, The Most Experienced Parents wow. that we've had wow. on. This so is this true. is like the crown of our series and we're super excited. Um, before we dive into the deep and heavy questions though, uh, we have a little game. So I'm gonna Uh-oh. reach over here Uh-oh. and I'm gonna pull I, out I my- I know what's coming here. Yeah. I'm a little worried. <laughs> I have this little jar here and it's our game of would you rather questions. Uh, no. It's the receptacle of rock. What? Oh, oh gosh. The, Chris, producer Chris, nobody can hear you. Oh man, you can, producer you... Chris is trying so hard over there to get to get his voice heard. For those audio and probably YouTube who can't hear, producer Chris is in the corner right now and he's screaming. This is what is it? The he, don't ask. The, he's got something he... receptacle of. Rock? What did you say? I don't know. He's got, he, he's got 35 names for that thing. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. okay. Well, here's what's the deal with this. If you can each grab one slip of paper. Okay. And we're just going to play a game that our that kids. That's a good call. I don't know about your kids' age anymore, but my kids love this game. So we're just going to play a game that's kid-friendly. Um, okay, I, I'll, I'll pass. You don't want to, pass. You don't want to <laughs> touch okay. the receptacle so of rock. Yeah, we, we like to put our guests on the oh. hot seat. That's awesome. We, we do to our guests what we would never do, do to ourselves. To us. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. All right, so one at a time, if you guys read your questions and then share, what would your answer be? Awesome. All right, who goes first? I'll go first. Okay. Would you rather travel the world for a year all expenses paid, or have forty thousand to spend on whatever you want. Oh Ooh. gosh! Ooh. Probably travel the world. I think that'd be a great experience. Yes. I mean, especially if all expenses are paid. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you can it, do anything. Go anywhere. That adds up for to a year. More, that adds up to more than forty thousand dollars. Exactly. It has to. Yes. Exactly. It's economy. And if they gave me forty thousand dollars, I'm not sure about you guys, but I would probably do something. I would spend two thousand on something fun, and then I would probably like pay down my mortgage <laughs> right. or, or, you know i would do something responsible so I'd, i'm with you Misty. it wouldn't be an experience no it wouldn't be an experience, be an experience. Yeah. i wish some of these would you rathers would be like real because it's like you know what i want to be debating this question <laughs> in real life you know right. <laughs> all right what do you have mine says would you rather repeatedly go to the same place for vacation or never be able to return somewhere you've already visited oh, i'm assuming a... that somewhere somewhere you actually want to go could uh-huh. be easy to say i don't want to go back there ever again right right so right. I, I would say repeatedly go back to hawaii we just oh. we just love hawaii uh, we mm-hmm. went there on our honeymoon happy uh, place Kauai. Oh. we love it we, we've been to Kauai. yeah it's yeah, amazing it's, awesome. it's kind of funny because Obviously, it's our honeymoon. We had a you know great time, it's fun, explored, going out there, checking out the places. And the last day, uh, Misty cried. I'm like, "Why are you crying? This it's our honeymoon." But she just loved it so much. Like, oh, I don't, I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave. I'm like, so we we love Hawaii. So I think repeatedly going back to Hawaii would be pretty cool. That's yeah. a true sign of love. It's like tears when you're leaving leaving yeah. a location. I don't know. That, that tells you how nice how nice Hawaii is. Yeah. Because yeah. I assume you lived in Southern California at the time, right? And it's yes. not it's not too bad here. No, you know. No. Southern California is a great destination yeah. for so many. Yeah. Right? yeah. So you guys went there on your honeymoon, but you do go back pretty often? Like almost every other vacation, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that yeah. is, it is your yeah. place. Really cool. Awesome. Sure. And our kids have come to love it too. That's neat. Yeah. Do, you yeah. go the, do you stay in the same resort? Like you have a, you have a, a Kauai dialed in vacation or do you mix it up? 
think we've mixed it up a little bit, right? We bounce between Kauai, Oahu, Maui, uh, okay. but mainly Kauai and Oahu and different gotcha. resorts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, how Very fun. Nice. Yeah, yeah. we went to nice. Hawaii on our honeymoon too, but we haven't been back too often after yeah. that. But it is, from what I remember a while back, beautiful place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we drove to San Diego on our honeymoon. Oh, you did? <laughs> we did. Yeah, we, we went to San Diego to Mission Bay. Oh, and stayed oh. on Mission Bay and went to SeaWorld, all the all the big tourist things. Oh, yeah. and you got splashed by yes, Shamu. We did. Yep, and we went to Hawaii <laughs> on our ten year anniversary was when oh, we went to Hawaii for that's the first awesome. time. Yeah, and we've is... not we've not been back since. Yeah, yeah. Well, so. it's it's a great time to go anytime, honeymoon yeah, or just fantastic. during an anniversary mm-hmm. or just for fun. This sure. this portion of the podcast brought to you by the, <laughs> the tourist bureau of the Hawaiian Islands. Anyone from Hawaii is listening and wants to sponsor <laughs> or give us a trip, that would be great. Um, well, thank you for playing the game um can you guys start us off we you know switching over to the parenting topic um by just sharing what has been something really memorable in your parenting journey so far and it could be really from any age or stage Mm -hmm. of your children's um past because you guys you guys have been through all of the phases so what has been something memorable that has stuck out to you I think I think for me it, it's probably two events sort of back to back. It's when both my kids received Christ and, and they mm-hmm. prayed, and they were baptized sh- uh, shortly after. And I remember the specific days, and I remember Misty and I being in the backyard with Brandon when he was in school, and I remember having this conversation at a little concern. Okay, does he really understand grace? Does he really understand what sin is? So talking him through it and, and asking him if you know he's ready to commit his life to, to Christ, and mm. that was significant. And, and then shortly after, he grew up here at Saddleback through a small kids program and, and they teach baptism and meaning of baptism and he decided on his own to uh, to essentially be baptized mm-hmm. and make that public testimony of his faith so that was that was really awesome uh, sort of a milestone and our daughter in the same way you know a few years later she's three years younger being able mm-hmm. to uh, talk her through it pray with her uh, and just to see her also decide she wants to be baptized. Of course, mm. she wanted to be baptized the same day her brother was baptized sure because <laughs> she's three years younger. But uh, yeah, th- those were two uh, really cool moments where you feel like, okay, God, God is you know calling my kids, and they really do understand this. And you fast forward 10, 10 12 years, and then you see their faith. And, and you mm. know, when back there, you're like, okay, hopefully this sticks. Hopefully you really mm. understand yeah. this. Hopefully the grace of God, you know, obviously is, is abundant and, and will be, be with them. But is this really a commitment? Mm. And then seeing them commit their lives throughout mm. um, their teen years and say, okay, that moment w- was real. It's, yeah. Mm. yeah. That's got to be rewarding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's something to hold on to. Definitely. I would say um, for me, uh, just those moments in the morning, taking the kids to school, spending time with them, praying in the car, mm. thinking about what was important. Yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> um, now they're adults, and now it's their decisions that right. they make. But mm. as small children, it was amazing just to see their interest in God and their mm. love for God mm. and just wanting to know... <laughs> I was hoping I didn't do this today. <laughs> that is That's totally But I'm a mom and I'm and talking okay. about my kids right. and um, very special yeah. to see who they've become in the mm. Lord. But at the same time, it's so amazing that um, I had those moments with them just to know that, you know, God was watching them and mm-hmm. walking with them and start their day off right. Yeah. Mm. And to see them grow and 
as they got older and older, say, Mom, aren't we going to pray this morning? Aren't we going to talk to God? Aren't we going to prepare ourselves? And those were the most special times because sometimes you don't get those times in the day when you're working, you're hustling around, you're Mm -hmm. doing your to-do list. But you have those mornings where no one else is in the car. It's just you and them and Mm. and God. And so those were very, very special um, parenting memorable moments yeah. that now as an adult and there as adults, we may not get, right. you know, right. so well, to uh, the Ms. same wow. extent. Misty, wow. as, you, as you share, it brings to mind a comment, a quote that we've used a few times from Reggie Joyner with um, Orange and Rethink. And he he's famous for saying the days are long, but the years right. are short. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think part of the reason for those tears is you, you, because of the stage yeah. that you're in, you, you realize the years are short. Right. For sure. They are short. They're Definitely. good. They, they were good, Definitely. but they're short and you don't get them back. Yeah. Right. right? Um, yeah. Definitely. And also the perspective. I mean, so far we've had parents where they're like in the trenches, right? Like we're talking about diapers and poop yeah. in like right. on the episode. <laughs> and sometimes it's hard to appreciate yeah. parenting. Um, but just even just hearing both of your just memorable moments, it's like it, there's a sense of perspective of like, wow, there's something so beautiful walking through your kids through all these stages right. and something so rewarding mm. and also something not to miss yeah. when you're there because yeah. it goes by so Good. fast. Right. It does. So speaking of, of your season in parenting, you are in our final stage of parenting <laughs> yes. and you're in the final, you're playing your final role. Um, and if you've been listening to the podcast, and maybe especially if you haven't, um, as we work through these ages and stages, we have different roles mm-hmm. for the right. parents with different goals. Mm-hmm. The, the, and we're not trying to be prescriptive. We're just trying to give parents a target to aim for. Sure. The whole point of the podcast being called On Purpose Parents is this philosophy that nothing awesome happens by accident. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. That we need to be as intentional as we can be. Now, our intentionality mm-hmm. doesn't guarantee anything. But it, it kind of uh, puts the odds in our favor maybe a little bit, right? Yeah. Um, the idea that if you aim for nothing, you'll hit it every time. Um, <laughs> if you aim for something, you'll miss a lot. Right. <laughs> but at, yeah. least you, at least you're aiming for something. Um, and so when our kids are from birth to fifth to um, five. five years old, the, the, the stage or the, the um, role, that, that, the zero to five stage, the role for parents what we just basically identified is that of a caregiver. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the goal there is that they would see and feel your faith. Mm-hmm. Right. And in the elementary years, the role is that of a crafter. And the goal there for parents is that they would nurture their, the, the faith of the children. Right. Junior high, the, the role there is that of a cheerleader. Junior highers just need parents to cheer them on because <laughs> you, you're not taking <laughs> off crafter. You're not taking right. off caregiver, but you're adding this like really yeah. important adolescent need of, mm-hmm. I just need a cheerleader in my life. And the goal there is that they would own their faith. That's mm-hmm. a, that's a big time for uh, a child to, or oftentimes when kids make a decision for Jesus, mm-hmm. maybe younger, it's right. oftentimes in junior high where they go, I, it really stuck. I really understood it yeah. in mm-hmm. junior high. Cause I started to ask the hard questions and then in high school, the 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 role in high school is that of a coach. You're kind of game time coaching, mm-hmm. but they're out there doing most yeah. of the playing on their own. You're not really with them, but you, right. you huddle up and coach them yeah. up when you need to. Right. And the goal there is that they would um, activate their faith, mm-hmm. that they would put their faith in action. Um, and then 
we find ourselves in your season where we've identified your role at this season is that of a consultant. Mm -hmm. You're really an on-call consultant. Um, Hey, we're here when you need us. Right. And every now and then we might interject and consult because we feel like we have to, but for the most part, and we'll, we'll talk about this. Um, we're kind of on call. Yep. Our best consulting is when they want the consulting Absolutely. at this mm-hmm. stage, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then the 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 goal in parenting at this season is really that we would encourage our adult children to reproduce their faith, to mm-hmm. really be making the the last part of our kind of our purpose statement is raising kids to be interdependent, lifelong followers of Jesus who want to make a kingdom contribution. Mm. And sure. it's really that second half, lifelong and kingdom contribution, reproducing their faith yep. um, is what we hope parents of adult kids can kind of have as a goal. Um, so mm-hmm. there we are. That's a that's yep. an update. So as as you look at, you know, your your kids in the this 19 and 22 mm-hmm. so that you're on the you're on the kind of the front, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. earlier stages of parenting adult children. Right. Um, what's something when you think of this stage in parenting and the ages of your kids, something that you've just really maybe grown to understand and appreciate that maybe you didn't see coming yeah. or you had a misperception and it's been different than you had thought it might be? Yeah. So I would say just seeing their faith in action. Um, you know, the thing that surprised me is, is um, it, it happens so fast. So mm. you, what you said earlier is, is you hear this, this wisdom from your parents all the time and others that time flies, mm-hmm. really enjoy your kids. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm just really busy. <laughs> and it does. But then you blink and you hope you've done enough the right things. Mm. You obviously made a lot of mistakes along the way. Sure. And uh, hopefully not too many screw them up. But <laughs> sometimes you do. But, you know, obviously something where God can fix any situation. Yeah. We know yeah. God can fix and uh, overcome any situation, even as, as we uh, parents are imperfect and, and and fall short, but seeing their faith spring to action is is really awesome. Yeah. This age, and you know, just hearing my daughter who's dating right now say that uh, you know I've prayed a lot, and I'm not sure I want to date this person because I don't believe they're committed enough to Christ. Mm. I'm like, whoa, that that's awesome. Because mm. I never said to her you have to date somebody that's committed enough to Christ. Right. I'm hoping they're a believer. Right. Um, so hearing hearing her say that, um, you know, seeing my son pray through what college to go to. He was convinced for the longest time he was going to go to Biola. And he was praying about it and practically made his decision, but he wanted to go visit Cal Baptist. And he prayed about it, and Misty could probably tell the story better. She was with him that day, Mm. and as he's walking out uh, of Cal Baptist that day, and he was sick, it was rainy, it wasn't a great day, Mm. he says, I want to come here. This is where God wants me. So just seeing these things where where your kids are relying on God and making Mm. decisions, Mm -hmm. and without you actually interjecting. This episode oh, wow. of the On Purpose Parents podcast brought to you by Cal Baptist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For all your blood. Christian university we have, needs. We have a lot of sponsors. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's awesome. How about how about you, Misty? Um, I would say a similar situation with our daughter. She also ended up going to, she's a Division One soccer player, or she oh, was. Wow. So she um, just, about a year ago, she just graduated high school. She was looking at, the opportunity she had to play Division One soccer. She always wanted to play Division One soccer and always go to a Pac-10 school, big school. Right. And she had opportunity with a couple of the schools to do that. But we prayed a lot. We, we, um, we, she prayed a lot. And then she, it turns out she goes to a local school, Christian school for mm. Division One soccer. Mm. Well, it, time comes and, um, 
she goes in early to school. She's there training with all the athletes. She's excited. It's college. She Everything she's thought of, everything she's dreamed of for years, for years. And she goes in the, before the she gets connected with all the athletes. She's hanging out with them. She gets to know her teammates. She has roommates. She's living on her own for the first time, (laughs) ready to get away from mom and dad. (laughs) And the week before school starts and before the first game, she tears out her, she tears her ACL and her meniscus. So (gasps) she goes through this tough situation where she has to rely on God. And we are sitting there and we're praying and praying and we prayed that she'd go to this school, you know, as parents, because we want her in a certain environment. And she's praying, and she ends up deciding to do that. And then all of a sudden, Mm. everything stops for her. She's no longer traveling Mm. with the team. She's no longer hanging out with the the students she was hanging out with, with the athletes, because she's in pain. She's icing a lot. She's going through therapy. She, her whole life changes in an instant. And she hadn't Mm. even started school yet. You know, school's going to start in a week. And so... Watching something like that happen, something unexpected, Mm -hmm. and to see how her response was to rely on God and to trust and to not question what Mm -hmm. really God was doing was amazing because Mm -hmm. it was a very painful time for her mentally, Mm -hmm. physically, and also a lonely time in a sense because all those athletes, she couldn't get up and go and hang out with the athletes anymore. She couldn't Mm -hmm. go to practice as easy as she wanted to before. So um, I think... Uh, when those unexpected things come, you really have a chance to see their faith Mm. and what God's doing and not what we've done because it's only God who's done it. Mm. Right. And so those kind of things are amazing. (laughs) Talk to us a little bit about your role as consultants. Um, How have you embraced that? How, how have you seen that Mm -hmm. role maybe pragmatically like show up in, in conversations or situations? Yeah, so at first I didn't embrace it. It was really hard because mm. it was unexpected. So you go from this place where yeah. you're the safety net, right? You're there directing them straight and narrow through a whole life. You're trying to be a great dad and pray with them. And all of a sudden, you know, giving them advice, of course. So you're right. interjecting, giving them advice, and all of a sudden they grow up and they don't want any of it. Uh, they're, yeah. they're like, yeah. we don't want you to tell us what mm-hmm. to do. We'll come to you. Yeah. We'll call you. Yeah. And uh, you'll be a consultant, as you say, yeah. when we ask you to be a consultant. Right. right? Wow. So at first it was tough to grasp. Yeah. And it, it's funny you talk about the diapers and those stages. There's definitely <laughs> some challenges there, parents, right, of young people. But what I've found is that it takes a lot more faith for me, at least, mm. uh, to not interject. Like the hardest part of being a parent yeah. has been that stage to where I have to be a consultant. So as a result, I felt I've had to pray a lot more, mm. to, to trust God a lot more yeah. that that my kids were his first yeah. and he's got them and they're walking with Jesus. So I could have the comfort to know that hopefully they'll make the good decisions. And, and it's easy when you're on the outside, you've experienced yeah. it, you've lived it to say, hey, this is really what you should do. Right. But that doesn't help them. Sometimes yeah. telling the answer doesn't help yeah. them. And sometimes God doesn't want you to tell them the answer. Right. And sometimes you have to stand back and, and watch God uh, work in their yeah. heart and help them process through situations. Mm. Uh, so for me, it didn't embrace it at first right. because it took my change of faith and sure. for me to start trusting God yeah. to start praying a lot more for yeah. them. And the areas where I felt like I've grown and helped them grow is is praying with them. So right. it, it changed from saying, hey, you really should think about doing it this way because right. this is the wiser thing to do, to say, hey, what are you thinking? Mm-hmm. Can I pray for you? Mm-hmm. 
and praying with wow. them, yeah. putting my arm on the shoulder uh, yeah. and, and just praying with them and letting them know I'm praying with them, yeah. asking them to uh, essentially have others pray for them, right. to know that they're at least relying on the Lord and, um, you know, sit back and even let them make decisions that you don't agree with. And there's situations yeah. where I've let my kids go to events where I, I knew things weren't going to be great. Yeah. Hmm. And, uh, you know, I said, okay, here's potentially what's going to happen. I, I'm trusting you to do this. Right. Uh, but if, if this or that happens, you need to call me and pick, yeah. pick you up. And that happened with one of my kids where right. they went to this bonfire at the beach somewhere. And uh, I knew it wasn't uh, a Jesus Revolution uh, worship <laughs> type of bonfire. There were, there, were, there were no baptisms. There was probably other liquid there. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it wasn't water. And uh, sure enough, though, um, you know, that kid called and said, hey, I'm leaving. Come pick me up. This isn't yeah. right. And just seeing that and saying, okay, I'll let you make the decision. Right. Because you're grown enough to make the decision. I'm trusting God. I'm trusting your faith. Yeah. And and then seeing that play out is awesome. Yeah, you, you hit on something a, a few paragraphs back where you said, instead of just telling them what to do, ask them, hey, what are you thinking about this? Mm, hey, how, how, are you, how are you navigating that? One of the questions I started asking um, was just, hey, if, if you want some input, let me know. Yeah. Mm. If you, if you want to know what I'm thinking, I'd be happy to share. That's it. Just always, always making sure they know that the yeah. opportunity, I'd love to talk if you want to talk, yeah. but I'm not going to, I'm not going to force a conversation. It is, it's wow. bad from your, your experience of that, like not embracing it right away. I remember when we dropped our daughter off at college, our old, she's our oldest and driving home, I had this realization of yesterday yesterday i knew where she was 95 mm. percent of the time yeah mm-hmm. right i mean you know we gave her a lot of freedom oh, but she still told us what she was doing right but i but i knew you know i knew where she was when she's gonna be home 95 percent of the time Tw- fast forward 24 hours and i wow. don't know where she is 95 percent. The, the 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 numbers had flipped yeah mm-hmm. it was 95 percent. i have no clue what's going on <laughs> exactly. oh, and five percent of whatever she chooses to yeah. tell me. Um, and that was the same kind of like, wow, everything changed in, in 24 hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Misty, how about, how about you? I was, I mean, to add to Bassam, excuse me. <clears throat> I was thinking about how, um, sometimes when we are talking to our kids, something that helps me is when I'm talking to them, um, for them to open up because as a mom, I'm used to being in their lives daily, mm-hmm. right? right? And now I'm no longer in their lives and they're making the decisions. And so what helps me is when I ask them, is there something I can pray for you about? Because sometimes what happens is they'll start to talk to me about what they need mm. prayer for. And so I think that's yeah. something that's been helpful yeah. is is not just telling them, oh, we're going to pray for you tonight, but to add to Basim's perspective is is partly we we a lot of times we have a prayer group with parenting mm, parents and so we great. pray for our kids the whole group oh, these wow. these yeah. parents especially and we have the youngest kids in that group mm. <laughs> so parenting never ends right. <laughs> that's one thing that we've recently learned yeah. but um uh we have a chance to ask them questions and sometimes they'll just say, pray for this because you know, it's been really hard and they'll start mm-hmm. going into it more. Right. And so right. that is an opening. I feel like that we have sometimes too, right. is when we're asking them, what can yeah. we pray for you mm-hmm. for? And they sort of say, they just spit it all mm-hmm. out and right. you're like, wow, thank you yeah. God. But at the same time, I, for instance, in our marriage, Bassam's very quick thinking. He's mm-hmm. very on top of it. Oh, well, wait a second, you know, where I'm, I have to 
analyze, think, and walk through things. And Mm -hmm. so when we do, so I'm constantly in my mind praying and talking to God and telling God, okay, help me to have the wisdom when they come to me for Mm -hmm. something. So because I want to have the right words for them and have what God wants me to tell them. Mm -hmm. And so because I don't know what to say half the time. But God right. does. So, yeah. um, and then sometimes Bassam actually knows because God's told him. So we'll communicate and talk mm. about that as yeah, well. That's good. That's I love how she said actually knows. Like, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes he After actually all knows. These years, sometimes. Sometimes. It, it occurs. He, he shocks <laughs> I, I, know, I know it came from a good place. <laughs> yeah. Well, talk to us about this goal of with our adult college and beyond age children of the goal of helping them reproduce their faith. Um, what, I mean, what that means when you think literally, and even when you look at scripture, right, it's, it's disciples making disciples, it's leading people to relationship with Jesus. It's, it's using our gifts in the world to really be salt and light, maybe in some more impactful, maybe some more ongoing ways than we did as kids, just because of the season of life that they're in now as young adults, um, unpack that a little bit for us, how you've seen that or how you've nudged them towards that Mm. in this stage of their life? A great question. Like you said, it's a great commission, right? It's a responsibility as believers, followers of Jesus, and and the people that we're most responsible for are the people who can impact the most, which is our kids. So I think for us, it it started probably early and and thinking through, and I'm not sure if we actually thought this through, that we want to be examples, but we you know, started a small group. We hosted a small group at home. So our kids grew up seeing um, faith in action. I think yeah. it's really important because as any parents know, knows, you, you can tell them something a hundred times, but if they see you do something different, mm-hmm. they're going to they're tune out, right? right? So it's not to do as I say. They're going to watch you, and they're going to be watching you when when you don't think they're watching you, right? <laughs> when my, you my don't want them is, to watch you. My son <laughs> sprung up on me. Hey, I, I say, don't talk to your mom that way when he was younger. He's I heard you talk to grandma that way. I'm like, right. wait, wait a second. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so going going back to it though, it's it's um, modeling it, right? It's yeah. it's being hospitable. Um, you know, being able to pray with strangers. I remember one time we were here at Saddleback Church with uh, with my son and. Um, we came across somebody, uh, I think they were just transient, something coming through. We said, hi, the person started talking, and, and inside me I felt like, ask this person if we should pray for him. And hmm. you kind of fight the Holy Spirit sometimes, and I finally did. And this is the moment my son and I prayed for somebody together. Yeah. Hmm. And so I think it starts by modeling it uh, for your kids and, and, and showing them that this is you know, what, what believers um, you know, do and are called to do. And, and then um, I think the, the important part is, is also bringing him into a ministry. So I remember one Thanksgiving, we all served together. So serving, right. serving mm-hmm. as a family, yep. uh, we have mutual friends and friends with kids. We ask them to pray for those kids and pray for those friends who are going through challenges. We say, hey, such and such is, is sick and they're having this. Can you pray for them? Mm. So begin to engage them throughout. Um, and then if you fast forward, you know, bo- both our kids, um, you know, have been in small groups, have hosted small groups. So during the COVID shutdowns, uh, we were one of the homes that were like, you felt comfortable. So we had mm-hmm. uh, Brooks High School group meet. Right. Uh, I think Salback allowed some groups to meet outside. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon's been leading a junior high group. Um and then uh, took that group to high school, and he's been been doing that. And this is right. faith. He drives from Cal Baptist yeah. back here mm-hmm. on on Tuesdays to lead that group, and he wants to do it. We didn't say, "Hey, you have to go lead a group," because right. that's what the Great Commission says. Right. I think he saw it growing up. He saw we hosted people, we prayed for people, mm. 
and I think that they'll emulate what they see in you. Yeah. So I think it's less about what you say, and it's a long way of saying that. Uh, it's more of, of emulating it for them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What they see their whole life. The whole life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what's so interesting about this is we're talking about college and, you know, beyond kids yeah. in that age. But what you're sharing, what's helpful for parents with kids that, like in my stage with younger, is really it's not something you do later. It's not like okay, now it's time to teach them how to reproduce their faith. It's really just something that is built up over time in when they were under your roof and the way that you lived your life and left by example and invited them in, that is just really what segues into the stage. And so that's, that's good for me to hear. It's yeah. like, it starts now to get to that future goal. That's cool. Absolutely. Yeah. What about you, Misty? I would say the thing, I mean, same thing. I was going to hit on the service projects, the family during the holidays, because especially now that our kids are, I mean, it all does start when they're younger, but now that our kids are gone, we still as a family need to get together and do those things mm-hmm. together to show how a family can make mm-hmm. a difference. And I rem- you know, when you serve people and they see your whole family doing it, mm-hmm. it's very impactful, I think. Yeah. So um, for us, on the holidays, sometimes that's the only time we can get together with the kids. So if there's Easter and we can all volunteer together, we will at church. Right. If, right. if there's Christmas and we can all volunteer together at church, yeah. we will. And um, so that's one way. So we want them to think in the future, our family mm. needs to serve. So, right. 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 so like you that's said, how we can do it now. Parenting never ends. I mean, it's changing. Yes. Yeah. And that's the sense that I get too, <laughs> Kurt, what you shared too. It's like, wow, like... It sounds like of all the stages and ages and roles, like you're constantly changing and morphing as parents that we've talked about in the series. Mm -hmm. But this one sounds almost like the biggest transition, not for the kids, but like for the parents, like in that shift of the role and just the mindset Mm -hmm. and the level of even what you were saying, Kurt, like awareness of what's happening with your kids and and what you guys were sharing, um, having to observe things, but then not yet really be able to be involved as much Mm -hmm. but then being prepared in a different way praying for them and that was such a beautiful picture that parenting doesn't end you may not be involved in their day-to-day but you guys are in prayer meetings that is Mm -hmm. beautiful with like-minded parents that were praying for their adult children and being available for them when they reach out like that's just that's an amazing picture it's like i'm gonna keep that in my mind um well one thing i was gonna say too is it's to to add to that you know when you have a toddler you think oh my gosh when is this going to end i love it but it's hard and then it it just keeps going and now that that we're older i think i feel like this is the stage that we're growing the most or Mm. i'm growing the most because because i have to hold my tongue or i have to sit back and watch them or i have to wait for them to come to me right um and trust that god has them and that's the hardest thing yeah. you know yeah. um but it's a constant growth like i feel like every day right now both of our kids are home when brandon just graduated college so he'll be moving out soon for for a little while at least for for what he's going to do um and then brooke is at home and she's going to start commuting to college because of what has mm-hmm. happened the prior year. So um, they are home, but every day we see them and we, they're adults living with us, but they're still our kids. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so how do we interact with them? How do right. we make decisions mm-hmm. and how do we, how do we be a consultant and not yeah. their parent? Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So even though we are their parent, it's, yeah. it's just a balance that yeah. we have. It's, 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 it's a balance and it's, 
we'll get it right and wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, we were talking before we started recording that our children are just a few years older than yours. Um, And what we've realized is just like teenagers are dealing with a thousand things. So are 20 somethings. Um, So now Rachel and I are the things we're navigating is okay. How much advice do we give them about savings? For, right. uh, and, and, you know, <laughs> right. Do they, how important is it that they, do they should they buy a condo oh, wow. or should they rent? Yeah. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. what about interest and con- and retirement yeah. and debt management and, con- and <laughs> yeah. consumer- getting good credit? And, yeah, getting good credit. And then yeah. my my daughter has two children. Yeah. So now it's like, okay, when do you speak up about? helping them navigate whatever it is, discipline and raising your kid. And for the most part, we've just decided we don't, it, you know, it, sure. we're, mm-hmm. we're a consultant and the older they mm. get, the more on call you become. hundred um, percent. You know, I, I yeah. think there's a, there's some grace years, a 19 year old. Mm-hmm. There's going to be times when your son or daughter is 19 that you don't wait for them to come to you. Sure. Right. right? You just, right. Hey, you're still a teenager. And yeah. we're, 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 we're going to consult you on our terms, <laughs> yeah. um, but you know, the older they get, mm. the more and more it has to be on their terms. Exactly. And in, in some ways we're a consultant. I do think sort of that cheerleader part, you kind of, mm. you kind of roll back around to being a cheerleader of, we just exist to help our kids win at whatever it is, you know, they're, they're striving to become. So we, we cheer on our daughter's parenting efforts for sure. Yeah. They're raising their kids a little bit different than we raised them. Yeah. That's awesome. Right. Yeah. We, right. We cheer that on. Um, and, and my son is pursuing a totally different career path in a totally different field than I would have ever dreamt of. We, mm. we cheer him on. Sure. Yeah. I'm, not, yeah. I'm not trying to talk him into ministry. I'm trying to talk him into making a kingdom contribution and sure. reproducing his faith in the marketplace. Yeah. Right. What's kind of funny is my son is the opposite. So I was an engineer. He graduated with an engineering degree, but he's oh. going to go do an internship as a youth pastor. So I'm uh, trying to convince him to do engineering. He's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite the reverse. But what you said is so key. It's, it's so nuanced in, in a way where there's just some things that are non-negotiables. The, yeah. the Bible speaks truth, and, and yeah. we should always speak truth into their lives. Like, right. if you see something that's super destructive, right. like, you got to call your kids out on it, right. period. Right. But most of the time, that's not the situation. It's right. a decision, mm. like career yeah. decisions, right. buying a house, right. potentially who to marry, who could be destructive, you right. know, if it's not the right uh, <laughs> relationship, and holding your tongue, as Misty said, and trusting God and waiting yeah. for them yeah. to, to sort of be the pastor, the minister, the consultant, right. when they want to be pastor mm. to. Yeah. It just takes faith. And um, allowing that that relationship to happen organically to happen is it, just by being there and being a cheerleader. Right. I think it's it starts by you having a seat of, of being a cheerleader for them. You're on the sideline cheering for their life. Yeah, wow. that's good. And, yeah. and that's good. when they believe that you have their best interests in mind, you're not there to judge them, condemn them, right. tell them they're wrong, right. disagree with their decision. Then, then they're going to open up, yep. hopefully. Not yep. always, but they may open up to other people, which, right. which is fine, by the way. I actually encourage yep. my kids, like, get, get advice. The Bible right. talks about, you know, with many advisors, mm-hmm. they will succeed. Mm-hmm. Right. So get, get a lot of advice. You know, yep. not just me. Hopefully it's godly men and women in your lives. But it's waiting for that time, and, and they, they come to you when they believe that you have their best mm. interests in mind and don't have an agenda. Like, right. I want you to do it this way yeah. because this is the way I've done it. So yeah. it's hard uh, to sit on the sideline, mm-hmm. but being a cheerleader becomes a callus for them to come to right. you 
And again, there's a little nuance with just some negotiable, non-negotiables, I should say, where you just have to mm-hmm. speak in their life right. because Jesus would. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that's good. Well, I'm glad to hear your son's going to be in ministry because that's, yes. that's where all the money is. That's where all the security <laughs> lies. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, well, this has been wonderful. Yeah, it's been great. Um, yeah, Thank and you. I'll just say too, like as a, again, parent of young kids, it's really so helpful to hear just the perspective of older parents it, and yeah. parents that are still parenting their adult kids or entering into adult kids. Um, it just gives us perspective. And I don't think for anyone listening, maybe parents with young kids, it's not just for parents who are in the college age right. and above. I think this is like, it gives us um, some insight or some perspective of like what's coming in the future. And that helps shape, okay, what do we think about now? Because we are going to be there soon. So thank you for sharing your story. Um, As we wrap up our time and you talked about advice, any final thoughts or advice you want to give to parents who are in the same stage as you and, or maybe even in a younger kid stage that um, could learn from your experience? Well, I would say I would hit solely on what um, Kurt said mm-hmm. is just to it go it, your time as a parent with them in your home, at least mm. goes very fast. Yeah. So just enjoy those mm. moments, take them in um, and don't shy away from the moment you have to speak into their lives because mm. there's moments God gives you. And sometimes parents are, can be scared to enter into those moments. Mm -hmm. Other times they can be too aggressive in those moments. So just read the room with your child Mm -hmm. and go from there. That's That's what I would say. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I think being a cheerleader for me, because Missy's naturally a cheerleader, (laughs) I'm a more disciplinary person in the relationship. And and so being the biggest cheerleader becomes so much more important as we talked Mm -hmm. about a few minutes ago when that adult stage and, and just praying a lot more in this stage when you're, you're a parent of college kids praying for their bigger Mm -hmm. life decisions. Uh, Cause you go from little Johnny not having friends at school and we worry about him to somebody (laughs) potentially making a really big decision around career or move or marriage. And, and uh, not to say little Johnny doesn't need friends. He needs friends, right? You just pray for that. It's really important as well. But later on, you just have these really big decisions and and just praying a lot for them is is super important. It's probably helped me and hopefully help them as God does answer prayers. awesome well thanks for joining us and sharing your your wisdom and your experiences everybody thanks a ton for joining us if you know another parent this is a now a nine week because we had two weeks at every stage we had one week with a college age so this is a nine week or a nine episode bundle that you can send to your friends that are parents, maybe it'll encourage them, give them a few things to think about. We'll be back next week with a Q&A session, and we hope you'll join us. Awesome. Bye, everyone. Bye, everybody. Thank Bye. you. Thank you, guys. Thank Thanks. you. Mm-hmm.